Last time on Folk and Fantasy, the gang won the royal battle, granting them access to the giant Picayune and a disappointing chicken dinner. Stick around to figure out what happens next on Folk and Fantasy! Hello, everybody, and welcome to Folk and Fantasy, a 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons podcast where we play this game you know i rag on about the fact that we play this game poorly but i think i i, I do it as a joke i think partially to, to humble myself y'all mind if i shake it up a little bit maybe maybe try something new i love when you shake things <laughs> <laughs> that was one way to put it <laughs> peter i feel like when you first introduced that tagline to us i was like are you sure that's what we want to go with? Yeah, and third, because it, it feels hard to get people to watch with that, to listen with that as our tagline of like, "You should come listen to our show. We play it bad." Uh, well, you know, I I thought about it, and it only took me forty episodes to realize. You know what? He's right. So allow me to shake this. We are an improvisation podcast with very heavy fifth edition Dungeons and Dragon elements. <laughs> that seems more yeah, accurate. Like that. Yeah, that's that's about right. I think it seems a heck of a lot more accurate. Yeah, this is just a vehicle. Dungeon Dragons just is just a vehicle for our hilarious sense of humor, guys. For our goofs, our, our goofs. goofs, our gaffs, our goofs and gags. Why don't I introduce everyone here at this new podcast? I am your host, your DM, your. Guy that comes up with really, really bad taglines, but then comes up with some really good ones. It's me. It's Pete. No, I am your DM, your host, and the guy who comes up with the goofs and gags and taglines. It's me, Pete. This is the kind of hijinks we get into in episode 40. You guys won't even, you guys aren't even ready. While I introduce who he actually is, uh, Pete, Pete, no, he's not Pete. I'm Pete. That's Chase. Whoa. <laughs> got, a little, got a little confused there. I got a little confused okay, there. I'll be, you... I'll be Chase today. Thank God. There can only be one DM Pete, and that is me. Introduce uh, me. Oh, I was just, a, okay, we got <laughs> Shelby over there. Gosh. Hi, uh, I'm Shelby, and I'm recording on a ping pong table. Hell yeah. Really good sound just, quality for a ping pong table. I didn't even know they could do that. Yeah, I'm using the the paddle as a mic and uh mm. she she's got a special uh ping pong table that has an interface built in, not unsimilar to the gaming console KFC is making <laughs> with a built-in chicken warmer. <laughs> I'll say this, Shelby. I would have expected the noise to bounce around a lot more on that ping pong table. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Improv. <laughs> <laughs> and over there is Aaron. I don't trust the Coca-Cola polar bear. I think he's up to something. <laughs> but he's so cute. That's how you know he's up to something. Yeah. Mental note, make very cute thing that is definitely up to something. <laughs> cool. I think that's Twiggly. Yeah, I really do, honestly. <laughs> but look at us after being forced into an arena by a bunch of Aziers with admittedly no real backbone. The party are now winners and have convened with the giant Picayune to learn the location of Theo, the curse breaker. And she really didn't say where he was, just, just gave them a funny little doodad that's supposed to bring them to him. But it's okay. We can now discuss with Mary Goldenrod about removing her bony immortality curse. Man, this got weird and complicated. Remember when we were like pirates or whatever? Whatever happened to that <laughs> ghastly tabaxi from like the first couple of episodes? Did we deal with him? Who are you talking to? I, I think myself at this point. Okay. Maybe a little bit of you guys. <laughs> well, we're not listening. You all can talk now. What are we doing? <laughs> oh, thank you, master. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Your permission has opened up my tongue. So did we find Theo? Uh, you haven't exactly found Theo yet. If you recall, you were given like this small dream catcher like item that Pika Yuna told to twist several times and then let spin for a minute. Peter, between sessions, uh, I actually did that and I know exactly where he is. So <laughs> are, are, is that what's happening? Are we just are we saying that? 
flashback to Storm twisting the little dream catcher. <laughs> no, I'll do what you said. No, as you twist the uh, dream catcher, a portal opens in front of you. Oh. Oh, shit. D- guys, we make so much progress when we just say, hey, we did this off, off recording, <laughs> off mic. To quote a different podcast that is amazing. Don't and- do it. Oh, okay. Don't do Never it. mind. I won't. I won't. Qu- <laughs> Don't give them the free publicity. What are you doing? <laughs> they have more publicity than us. Oh, I just made myself yeah. sad. <laughs> oh. So a portal opens up. Uh, the portal opens up and uh, Storm, as you walk in, you find yourself in a very strange... Wait. Ooh. I didn't say I walked in. Okay. I'm going to push Twiggly in. <laughs> Strength check, oh. both of you. <laughs> Hold on. So you got offended when Peter made a decision for your character for you. <laughs> And your response was, <laughs> "I did." How no. dare he? Let's force somebody else into this situation. Yeah. So. I think we play <laughs> this game pretty poorly, guys. Fifteen. Five. Uh, Twiggly, you get pushed in. <laughs> um, I'm, a, I, I'm a good captain. You're, yeah, you're just <laughs> really building the backstory for the mutiny Twiggly's about to pull <gasps> off here. Oh no! <laughs> Twiggly, uh, you are shoved by storm. Into a place. There's definitely very tropical flora and fauna here, but as soon as you enter this area, you find yourself just floating in the air. It is strangely humid here. Do I see anyone or any? Not currently, but you're floating in the middle of the air. Can I just poke my head through the portal and see no, what happens? No, you know what? You're gonna push me through. You don't get to come with me. <laughs> you don't get to peek and see what's going on. I just want to know. No, you, this is all Twiggly, and you made it happen. <laughs> does it feel like I've been teleported to a new place, or does it feel like I am ghostly, like seeing something? Like, does mm-hmm. it feel like I physically am in a new location, or my spirit is being shown? an important location. You're not you're not looking in on anything. You are there. But I'm flying. Uh you're floating like a spirit, like an apparition. Uh no, you are slowly tumbling in the middle of the air and uh currently going head I, over heels and I, but but that like I don't understand like you're weightless. You're like a balloon that's a couple days in and it's not quite on the ceiling. <laughs> I, I understand that I am floating, a, like, I am hovering a couple of inches above ground. I don't understand why. Are you in a different planet? Is the gravity different? Twiggly, can you hear us from over there? <laughs> Hello? I really want to poke my head through. Can I Wait, shove John oh, through oh, it? I have, a, I have a great idea. I, <laughs> I, I, I throw Black through. Twiggly and Black side adventure. <laughs> Yay! That we were both just forced into. As Black is shoved through, he also begins to tumble almost haphazardly with all eight tentacles are flying all over the place as he uh, tries to grab a hold of something. Whee! Oh my god! Hi, buddy, stick with me. <laughs> Bless tentacles just like, like <laughs> suction cup right on your face. Stick to me. Oh yeah. Is, is there any person or thing that looks important for Twiggly to float toward? Currently, no. John, what does Black see? Um, it's like a lot of bugs, and there's a Twiggly and he's floating, and that's Why, uh, that's why is he floating? Uh, don't ask me. Everybody's just kind of floating around. Are the bu- are the, don't ask like, the DM either. He won't give you any answers. You can't hear us. <laughs> Shut up. Are the trees and stuff floating too, or is it just Twiggly? That's a good question. Are they? Are the bugs floating? Well, they can fly. A little bit. Some of them. It, it's, it's very strange. You see that the trees and plants are all rooted in here, but the swaying of the trees emulates more of like it's being pulled away from the ground rather than having gravity take any sort of effect. Hmm. When Pika Yune gave us this, did she say... It would show us where he was, or it would just take us to him? She said that, I I believe I said, if I said anything, that it would take you to him. Theo? Theo? Is there a Theo here? Theo! 
Is this like a deli where I need to take a number to get my curse broken? You hear a rustling. Huh? After a short while, you eventually see a rail-thin, tall man with long gray hair and a long crooked nose. But the thing that really gives you a sense of something is very, very off about this person is the fact that he has four arms. Count them one, two, three, four. Two of well, them. Well, I don't have to one, count them. You just did it for I us. I did it for you. Shelby. I'm sorry. I'm not like, even in there, so I can't count them. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, like, Peter oh did it goodness. for you. Don't. He has half as many arms as me. And twice as many as me. That's math, kids. Are we now trying to advertise this as a kid-friendly show? Because <laughs> no. I've made some mistakes in the previous episodes. <laughs> we might want to do some re-recording if that's the case. So to get back to these guy, this guy's arms, two of them actually look like they belong to him and are affixed where they should be. But the other two are extremely long, seem to have two sets of elbows, Ooh. and seem to be sprouting from his very back. Can I make an arcana check on him? Uh, sure. That is a 15. It's a 15 arcana. You have seen arms similar to this before in the hag skeleton in the Uncertain Isle. Hags can be boys? Oh, wait, we don't know that this is Theo. Uh, Excuse me, are you Theo? He cocks his head at you and he goes, yes, and if you want to move around, just simply think of where you want to go. Aruba, Jamaica, <laughs> Twiggly starts flying in the opposite direction. He's like, no, he's not too far. <laughs> but as you think of like, you know, moving forward, you move forward in that direction. It's almost instantaneous. What is Twiggly's intelligence score? Eight. Eight. Why do you ask? Because you can move 24 feet a round. Like, that's my movement speed here? That is your movement speed in this area. Sir? Yes? Mr. Theo? Yes? Um, this place is kind of spooky. Kind of weird. Kind of gives me the heebie-jeebies. And? I just wanted to throw that out there. Is this a... Is this a place in Tuterpica, or is this like a magic... Are we in, like, another plane? Uh, yes. Yes, this is another plane. You Ooh. said you are from Tuterpica. Mm-hmm. And so... The only one I gave that was to Pika Yune. Did yeah, yeah, yeah. Pika Yune. We're tight now. She gave this to us. We need your help. Oh, do you? Mm-hmm. I can certainly huh. sense it that you need this help. Yeah, I can only move 24 feet. I need a lot of help. Listen, my name is Twiggly Bushberry. Me and my friends are collecting the pieces of the God Wren to stop Captain James Hackett because he seems like a bit of a douchebag and we don't want him to be a god. That's... Fair. Would you invite your friends in then? I don't know. Storm kind of hurt my feelings <laughs> and my back a little bit when she pushed me. Chan, like, does a little slap to the back of Storm's head. You made him cry. It no. just, like, really hurts when somebody that you think of as a friend sees something that they think might be dangerous and they just, like, sacrifice you. For all she knew, this was just like a volcano or something. This might have teleported me to a volcano. I could have died. Storm can't hear what you're saying, but Shelby feels really bad. <laughs> <laughs> Twiggly looks at Black. Give me a second. And Twiggly wipes his eyes and, like, makes sure his hair is good. And he goes, <sighs> Okay, Chan, you and Storm can come in now. Uh, Chan shoots a little glare at Storm and says, You can come in, but you have to be nice to Twiggly. And then walks through. Oh, hi, guys. Sean knows for a fact on how to move, considering that Theo has informed you about how to move via Black. Uh, Storm, however, has not received that information. How far can I move? What is your intelligence score? My intelligence score is 15 plus... Oh, 15, yep. 15? <laughs> so you can, move, you can move pretty fast. It's 45 feet per round. Oh, yeah. So I'm now I'm floating. I'm out there floating now. Now I'm free. Theo actually ends up um, leading you toward a uh, cottage of, Wait. of sorts. How oh. do I move? How are you guys moving? 
I don't know what to do. I, she starts like making a swimming motion with her arms. Oh wait, she wouldn't know how to do that. Here, yeah, maybe we'll does. maybe we'll shove you around. You give you a little push. I'm sorry. I was, it was just for a bit. Like it didn't mean anything. It didn't mean anything to you. No, I. I mean something to me. I didn't think about it. Twinkly. I'm so sorry. We will talk about this later. We have more important things to talk about right now. Theo. We have a friend that needs a curse broken. You all seem to have something going on. I can smell it on all of you. Do we I, uh, do we smell that bad? It, it has been a while since we've showered. Yeah. Yeah, we talked about taking a bath once, and that was almost <laughs> 20 episodes ago. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> that was just Chan. Curses seem to all have their own flavors. I mean, he points to Chan, and he says, Yours, for, exam- for example... Smells very similar to ectoplasm. Neat. He then points to Twiggly and says, Yours smells like carbon monoxide, and all of you seem to have a different curse that smells like both gold and blood. That's actually pretty neat. Thank you. It's the new fragrance by Calvin Klein. (laughs) Oh, gosh. (laughs) What does mine smell like? He says that everyone smells like gold and blood. But you said that theirs had special smells. I want a special smell. You want the special smell of carbon monoxide? Oh. Wait, carbon (laughs) monoxide? Isn't that what Peter said for Twiggly? Yep. Monoxide? Monoxide, yes. It's odorless. (laughs) Then I'm smelling something. (laughs) That was Shelby. He didn't hear me. I can smell curses. Why not? <laughs> That's a fair point. Yeah, right. He can already it's smell It's odorless to your nose. <laughs> According to yours nose, I have like the nose equivalent to uh, like a mantis shrimp who can see a whole bunch of myriad of other colors that we can't see. There's a nice little bio drop there. I liked it. Good job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you. It's the one thing I do know about biology. <laughs> If you're going to know anything, that's a really good fact to know, though. Mm-hmm. Peter was like, all right, all right, Pete. You only got one spot in your brain, one bit of memory for something <laughs> bio-related. What's it going to be? What's it going to be? Mantis shrimp <laughs> also have punchy arms. They do. All right, now you're just flexing on it. Sometimes <laughs> octo- octopuses will punch fish for no fish reason. Out just for out of spite. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, where were we? Backing up. Uh, he pointed to everyone and stated that a good number of you had individual curses on you. Um, what is my curse? The, the, the first one you talked about. What is, what is that related to? I only knew the, the armband. He looks at you and he says, I assume that it has to do with something ghastly. Wait, they have extra curses? <gasps> I know my curse. Okay. Was it, was it the hackett inside it's, of you? It's the hackett you inside the of me. It smells like a ghost. All right, and so the golden blood is the is the pieces of the godrend. Indeed. Yeah. You mentioned carbon monoxide for me. Indeed. What up with that? Well, um... To quote Keenan Thompson. Yeah. Ooh-wee. Uh... Ooh-wee. What up with that? <laughs> to say the words to quote Keenan Thompson. <laughs> in twiggly voice. It's one of the greatest joys I've given myself today. <laughs> He looks at you. He actually, like, with his, like, actual arms, he seems to be, like, like gently poking and prodding you, Twiggly. But the two hag arms begin, like, very roughly, like, pulling and prodding at you. And at some point, they both the hag hands grab onto your head. <laughs> stop it. It tickles. Stop. Stop. Mm. Stop it. <laughs> Cute. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> He sighs and says, come with me. I'll see about removing whatever the hell you have. Wait wait a minute, guys. Weren't we supposed to bring Mary along? I smell like carbon monoxide. (laughs) 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 Removing Mary's curse will kill her. Not removing mine will kill me. (laughs) We We should grab Mary, though. Is the portal still there? Portal is still there currently. Can someone tell me how to move so that I can... Just, just use your mind. I got. I'm real fast in this world, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna zip on over. I'm gonna grab Mary, and I'm gonna grab my cannon as well, the fireball cannon. Hello there, Chan. What can I help? <laughs> <laughs> I've just got her over the shoulder, just a little clanky pile on my shoulder. Yeah, clanky pile of bones. Yeah. And Chan returns with Mary in tow. 
the four of you, please come with me. I'll see about what I can do. He walks for a very short while and then stops for a moment and says, I suppose I should put on some tea. I, uh, do you like your tea spicy? Yes. No. You mean like chai spicy or like pepper spicy? Um, unfortunately, pepper. What the hell? Yeah, let's do it. No, 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 no. Thank you. He grabs some leaves and then continues, well, he continues hovering toward a cabin. After you leave a small jungled area, you look above you and what you see looks like a massive expanse. You guess maybe that there are stars or maybe they're just dim lights that after a long while have finally found their way. And then you suddenly realize, wait a moment, where I am right now is actually fairly small. Like, it wouldn't take me that long to go around this other Earth. But he brings you into a uh, small cottage. There is two seats in this place, and he goes, Oh, um, forgive me, I rarely expect more than one. No, I get it. Gotta, gotta keep up that social distancing, you know? <laughs> Can't have too many people over. I know. Having this many people, I think we're breaking some form we're of guidelines. It. We're pushing it. <laughs> it's a good thing that these big arms are six feet long. So we got three curses that we kind of need broken now. And um, if it's cool with you, we'd like to keep you on retainer so that we can call you up later down the line so that we can get these godren pieces off. That's fair. I'll see what I can do. Thank you. If it's cool with you guys, I'd like to go first. Since we know what yours is, Chan, and we know what Mary's is, and this way we get Mary a little bit longer. But uh, um, what's with the what's with the carbon monoxide? I can't, I can't, <laughs> I can't move on from that. It's a little scary. It's uh, a little scary. Anyone else scared? He <laughs> sniffs the air a little bit, and he says, "Please take a seat, Mister Bushberry." Thank you. <laughs> he takes a little bit of time inspecting you in particular, Twiggly, and. He thinks for about a moment. He looks you over for about a minute or two. And then he says, damnation, this is some form of modify memory spell. Modify memory? Yes. Seems that someone didn't want you to remember something. Can you tell who? Wait. Or what? Or why? Wait, wait, wait. Will he know the memory when you remove the curse? Oh, absolutely. That's scary. So, so what's this curse? Is it a memory modifying curse? I already forgot. Oh, oh no. no. <laughs> oh, no. I can remove it from you, but it might change who you are. Who knows? Are you willing to... Will, will I be taller? I mean, there are curses that deal with that, but I doubt that it's going to be that drastic of a change. Will I be able to breathe fire? Maybe. Maybe something Ooh. didn't want you to know how to breathe fire. Give it, give it, give it, give it, give it. Let's do it, let's do it. All right. Uh, this... um, I don't think any of us want Twiggly to be able to breathe fire. It sounds extremely dangerous. And fire's it my thing. It could be fun. Wait, you don't want fire around? Fire is my thing, okay? Don't oh, steal my really? thunder, Twiggly. <laughs> you can you can have a sword whenever you want. <laughs> <laughs> he moves over closer to you, Twiggly, and says, "I apologize. This is going to hurt a little bit." And the long hag arm seems to stick a gnarled finger into your ear. And then... <laughs> and then slowly it begins to remove something. And then as it continues to uh, move, suddenly it like stops and you feel like your head knock into the other direction as if it's like something's kind of stuck. And he says, hold on. And he actually like uses you as a leverage, Twiggly, <laughs> to, <laughs> to remove whatever this is. Easy, easy. But after a moment, it is then removed, and Twiggly, you are knocked out cold. Can't I be knocked out warm? Why do I have to be uncomfortable? Mm. Somebody give me a blanket. Twiggly. Yes. Once again, you find yourself in that blank white space. The space where the shadows try to overtake you, but just seemingly begin to part in your presence. Well, this time, 
the shadow screams toward you, and it succeeds. All of a sudden, you're filled with memories. Good memories. Good memories of your father. The father who taught you how to hunt, the father who taught you how to fight, but most importantly, the one who taught you to remain smiling. To see good in the world despite the news of the world trying to convince you otherwise. Now, your father had many stories that he would regale to you. Stories of grand adventures, of treasure hunting for amazing gold and terrific magic untold. He had shelves upon shelves of knickknacks in which each of them had a story attached. He would tell you these tales every night and inform you that one day he would take you on such an adventure when you were old enough. However soon, another memory comes to mind. You don't remember how you got there, but both you and your father were bound and gagged with terrible men both in front and behind you. Your father was beaten and hurt, barely even conscious as you are taken into a horrible dark hole in the ground. After a long dizzying time of pure darkness, suddenly both of you are brought in front of a massive giant woman, a completely terrible sight to behold, smiling with jagged teeth, purple gray skin, and a massive throbbing right eye. She looks down upon the two of you, strikes a match to light a cigar, and says, This is the treasure hunter. One of the men cautiously comes forward and says, Yes, ma'am, this is... B Silence! The giant bellows. Very soon, a clatter is heard in the background. Some of the men are going through the knickknacks. One of the men are screaming joyously, I found one! He starts yelling, Look, see, you can't even take it off! After some odd congratulations are given by the other man, the man approaches the giant. So I get a reward, right? The giant, quick as a flash, grabs the man and tears his arm off. After a moment of pure shock, the giant then pitches the poor man across the cave, where he slams across the way and dies. The giant then pulls the item off of the severed arm, and strangely, you notice that the item shifts in size as if to welcome its new master. After a moment of having it on her, she states, I don't feel different at all. Suddenly, you see that her form changes. Granted, she remains a giant, but for one moment, she looks completely gorgeous. Then she looks plain, then motherly and heavier set, then thin and sickly. She seems to jump between these forms, and very soon, she has complete control over what she looks like. Finally, she lands on a form that suits her. A more distinguished-looking woman with a shock of white in her hair. A form that you, Twiggly Bushberry, now recognize as Victoria Scrums from her portrait. Oh, she did. A polite golf clap emerges from the crowd of men and women under her employ, to which she graces with a smiling yet knowing nod. A voice pierces the crowd. Excuse me, ma'am, but what are we to do with them? And he points to both you and your father. For a moment she thinks, as if considering to keeping you alive, and then she calls out, TOOMFET! Quickly, yet menacingly, a hunchback goblin with a rumpled top hat rushes in. He stands up as straight as attention as he can, and he says, Oh yes, you who writes my paycheck! She points to your father. He's useful. He found a part of that little weapon that you spoke of. Make him part of the crew. The goblin Toomford bows and his hand quickly dips into his waistcoat. These aren't cheap, you know! And he begins walking forward to your father as he pulls out a scroll. He then holds your father's temples with both of his hands and begins reading off the scroll which he is currently holding with his foot. He begins reading the scroll and you almost see the arcane words begin spilling out of the goblin's mouth. And for a full minute, there is silence. Your father is very quickly unbound by the rest of the men, and he looks around, and he goes, What did you do to me? Victoria, smiling, demands, Sir, find more of this amazing weapon. Your father frowns and replies, Never. In that instant, from your father's nose, mouth, and tear ducts, sprays blood, and your father begins to whimper. Are you ready to serve yet? Your father begins to talk. F and then quickly stops himself before swearing in front of his son. His eyes quickly look toward you, and then suddenly he realizes that this is a mistake twofold. Firstly, as an act of defiance, causing blood to once again spray from all of his facial orifices directly onto you. And secondly, he has brought attention to you. Victoria snarls. 
and points to you, Twiggly. I will hurt him unless you serve. Now serve. Your father takes a moment, doesn't do anything. After a while, Victoria is frustrated and states, take him away, and your father is dragged off. Toomford speaks. Don't worry, Miss Scrums, he'll break. They always do. And he places a gentle hand upon the giant's large toe. He then points a finger at you. What about him? You sure that spell won't work on him? Toomford scoffs. Unfortunately, yes, it doesn't work on young'uns. And I wouldn't cage him. Halflings be tricksy and he knows much. I keep him around. Better insurance for your new crewmate. Victoria scratches her chin. What about that experimental boat that you created? Oh, that thing's hard to control, but a little bit I can. And he shakes a vial. He pops it and pours out a vial of strange liquid and pours it out. Very quickly, it begins to take form. But the goblin quickly scurries around, pushing and pulling at the liquid until it takes the shape of your father. The goblin stands straight and points to you and says, Take care of him. The form smiles and begins pounding his hand into his fist. No, no, actually take care of him. I mean, he's a kid, so rough him up every once in a while. And uh, I'll go ahead and uh, let you know if uh, old Branchel there is uh, acting up in which you can beat the ever-loving snot out of him. Until then, just act like a dear old dad. I mean, we can just use one of the nearby caves as home. The form shrugs and shakes his head affirmingly. Victoria then calls out, he can't remember. We just can't have him running off with what he knows. You're making this very expensive, you know, and pulls out another scroll. And the last thing you remember before passing out is the goblin speaking arcane words and the rumbling of Victoria stating, you know I'm good for the money. And if what you say is true about this weapon, money is no object. And at this point, you know that the spell that the goblin is casting is what suppressed the memory, the experiences with your father and what you just witnessed. And now it's back. You know where Victoria lies, at the heart of your home that you once knew, near a cave on McKellis Island. Twiggly, you wake back up. And a single tear rolls down Twiggly's cheek. Was it a good memory? I remembered. That you pushed me. (laughs) Oh, Oh, emotional whiplash, the podcast. (laughs) We've done this before. We'll do it again. Yeah, that's that's what we're good at here. I know where we're going next. And where's that? (laughs) Hold on. I need to remember the name of the island. GM just told me. McKellis. McKellis, thank you. I like to imagine that was like Black whispering in his ear. With this, <laughs> Black speaks the words of the DM. McKellis Island. That's where we're going next. We got some stuff to talk through with Theo, but you're about to see my wild side come through. Uh, this isn't. We haven't already seen your wild side. Well, I mean, at that party last night, you seemed. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty crazy. I did get. I did get out there. You know, a little too much sugar. The, the party boat, I remember that. Uh, Mary speaks up and goes, you did seem to know how to be able to cut a rug. Yeah, you were cutting all the rugs. I was like, Twiggly, stop. We need some rugs. And you were like, no, I'm going to cut them all. I got this really cool sword. I'm it's crazy great. with that sword. Not uh, a single anyway. rug left in sight. And then Twiggly pulls a little, uh, <laughs> a little rug snowflake. Like, you know how people make snowflakes out of paper? He gets one of those that's rug. I was back pocketing. He's like, this is for you, Theo. I love it. Mary, do you still want to die? Storm, trust me when I say this. I was with Silene, and it was bliss beyond anything that you could imagine. Being back here is... For me to say that it's awful paints life in a terrible picture because it's amazing, but I, I wish to go back. You didn't even kind of like hanging out with us? I loved hanging out with you, Storm, but I shouldn't be here right now. Mary, I'm going to miss you. And Twiggly gives Mary a hug. Wait, She but hugs I'm, back. If we remove the curse and you die, are you actually going to die? Or are you just going to live in the, what, she has an armband? If I recall correctly, it encircles her bicep and tricep. So are you just, because we can talk to people who had Wait, these what? before. Oh, Wait, we haven't had this conversation? Did we not tell you this? Yeah, that's why I said I'm going to miss her, because I'm assuming Storm's getting this one. And Storm and her will talk all the the ling long day. Theo looks toward you and says, I would argue differently. 
She's been dead. She stated that she has been with Silone. So? So I, I won't, sh- or whoever gets this piece won't be talking to her? Yeah, that doesn't no, make sense. No, that doesn't make sense at all. Do you think it might be just an imprint? What? Or they're in both places at once, so like... Oh, it's like an echo. I think that is more likely. I don't know what that means. It's, it's not, not really Bucephalus them. in my armband. It's it's like Bucephalus. It's like their memories, because that's what we need. So, like, we'll be talking to Mary, but Mary, as we know her, won't be conscious of the conversation? She'll be very dead. I, I don't buy it. No, no, that's, <laughs> no, that's silly. Well, we came here to do this, so are you are you ready to do this? I've been ready for a little while. So as I was saying, I, wait, I'll miss you, Mary. Can I give you, can I, have, <laughs> can I have a hug? She looks at you and says, of course, but I wasn't going to be the one to, like, push that issue. A hug? And she, yes, of course. It's not an issue. Get over here. Uh, she gives you a very... <laughs> you old son of a gun. <laughs> she gives you as warmly a hug as that could possibly be mustered with a pile of bones. You're very pokey. It's it's okay. I like it. Ugh. I mean, yeah. No, I like it. I I put my hands on her on her bony shoulders and I say, Mary, I have a question for you, a request. Okay. Can I have your bones? <laughs> Actually, I was going to bring that up. Um, Chan, no. I know that this is going to sound like a lot of an issue, but when you get the opportunity, could you like put bring me you back? back to the temple? Yeah, 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 yeah. You've got it. Oh, that's going to be an awkward conversation. I I imagine so. I could, like, try writing a note for Brutus. With your nubs? I think Brutus would really appreciate that. I've gotten used to using my wrists to pick up things, so I I just never really... <laughs> Gross! All right, try it! I haven't really had much of an opportunity to write anything, and Theo pulls out a pad of paper and a quill and goes, No, this will be funny. <laughs> <laughs> Believe me, it'll be hilarious. It'll be hilarious. <laughs> and she begins writing very poorly a note for Brutus. And then she seals it and says, just just give it to him. He'll understand, I think. Okay. Storm, you, you hold on to it. You're the responsible one. I am? Oh, no. Yeah, you gave me 20 <laughs> bucks the other day, and I lost it. I have no idea where it went. All right, I put it in my bag. I almost lost Twiggly the other day. Oh, no. Yeah, it's true. He still doesn't know how where I am. I'm confused most of the time. It's like object permanence that lasts infinitely. It is object impermanence. Theo walks up to Mary and gestures for her to take a seat. And he s- stands next to her, seated, and positions her arm so that she is elbow on the table. The normal hands are uh, grasping underneath where the arm would meet the uh, shoulder. And you can hear him mumbling arcane words. Meanwhile, the hag arms are going hog wild, trying to crack the godrend as if it is like a crab leg and that they're trying to get to the sweet succulent meat underneath. What a disgusting metaphor. Yeah. <laughs> After a while of struggle, the pieces of the godrend crack open. And Mary, as you know her, Falls to pieces. Storm's crying. I um I pick up the godrend and I bring it over to Storm. I think she'd want you to have this. Well, what if she didn't get to go? Well, I guess you'll have to tell us. She takes the godrend. I'll um I'll put it on a little later. I just I need a minute. Take your time. Okay, I guess now it's fine if, if like nothing else is going to happen. <laughs> I feel weird just, you know, standing here. No, nothing nothing really happens at this time. Is there like a a bag or or a box or something that we can put her skeleton into? Would you prefer a bag or maybe a box? I literally said either or. Like whatever you have is um, fine. Yeah, no need to gift wrap. Uh, I mean, I've got two boxes. Um, I'm not sure if one box is going to be enough. You could put her in both of these. Can you do it? I mean, yes, of course. Thanks. Uh, hold on, hold on. I'll do this. Okay. Theo, get the ghost out of Chan's tummy. 
All right. Oh, yeah, please. Um, so Twiggly goes to collect the bones. And he's handling it like a like a jigsaw puzzle of how do I get these bones to fit in these boxes. <laughs> Wait, two boxes. Wait, the, the head's the big thing. Okay, 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 okay. Maybe I can put the fingers in the mouth here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The rib cage can act like a separate container. Oh this is weird. Oh, I'm done. man. <laughs> Chan, Theo looks to you and says, all right, up on the table. Okay, uh, everybody watch out because I'm pretty sure when we take this out of here, that probably will summon Hackett. Just a wild guess. Are you going to like barf him up? I don't know. That'd I be pretty cool. Time. Maybe he'll come out the other end. It's <laughs> It's a terrifying it's thought. Naughty. Oh, would you prefer me to do that from that end? I mean, I much would no, prefer no, no. to. <laughs> and uh, standing above you, the arms go into your mouth. <laughs> and <laughs> and a moment later, the arms pull out what appears to be a rotting piece of flesh seemingly burning in do you, place. Do you not have stomach acid? What the hell? I think it's magic or something. Uh, yes, it would be magic. Otherwise, the stomach would acid would work. Wait, did you duh. eat someone? No, just this piece of arm. <laughs> Why would you do that? It was infected. <laughs> so you ate it? Yes, like a doctor would. Yeah, that is that is year three of medical school. Yep. You're welcome, everybody, for fixing all the problems. Eat the Infection is my favorite post-hardcore metal band. <laughs> <laughs> what now what happens? With the with the with the No ghosty boy attacking us? Yeah. No ghosty boy attacking you. Woo! That works out. We did it! Hold up. Do you know anything about magic items making them? I have some fairly good knowledge of it. What can you do with these bad boys? And I slap the three dragon scales that I took off of the green dragon. Each of these scales are six inches in size. Like a nice little dinner plate. Uh, Yeah, like a nice little dinner plate. And he looks at them and says, well, what would you want me to do with them? What can you make? Well, what do you want me to make? I didn't think through that. I'll have to get back to you or the DM about that. (laughs) Ooh, ooh, can you make them into like... Combine them into like super armor or a cool shield or something. I mean, I definitely could probably put this on a shield and probably enchant it with some form of magic that allows for, I don't know, poison resistance? This, these seem to be scales from a green dragon. Am I wrong? Yeah, that would be awesome, actually. I mean, I could do that, but unfortunately, uh, for this sort of thing, I do need money. How much you want? How much are you going to spend here? Twiggly looks around. Are there... <laughs> are there, like... Boutiques? The, the bugs in the like... woods sell him things. <laughs> Listen, don't ask me what I do with my money. I just need it. You take, like, <laughs> gold and stuff? Oh, yes, absolutely. How much for this? 200 gold pieces and probably about a month's work. Oof. Well, we do have the... We can just portal in whenever we want to get it uh, back. That's true. Please use that sparingly. Oh, no, we're coming <laughs> to visit you all the time, new friend. Oh, great. So would that use all three scales? Probably. Do you have a different idea that you want to use? I don't know. Can you make a real cool little dagger or something? I mean, of course. I could probably make a really cool dagger. Could you Could you put it one on my sword and give me poison damage to the sword? Well, that would require me to hold on to your sword for a while. How long? With the enchantment that you're talking about, probably about, I don't know, maybe two to three months. Ooh. Ooh. You can borrow my short Ooh. sword. But Chan didn't say you could have one of the scales, so... No, if there's, if there's some left over, of course. Yeah, do what, do what you want with the, with the shield. I'm sorry. <laughs> Why did it sound like I had braces on for a second? <laughs> do what you want with the shield. So, so I'm making a shield and, a, and I'm enchanting the short sword. Yeah, with the scraps. With the scraps. Yeah, because you're making a shield and you're, you're augmenting the sword. That makes sense, right? We have enough for that, right? <laughs> Please. Chase, odds are even. Uh, even. Yeah, I suppose I could make something with the scraps. Woo! How, how, much, how big's the bill? Well, the shield and the sword, I would probably put it at around 300 together. 
Ooh, what a deal. All right. I I've got I've got the a hundred and I've got two hundred and sixty six gold. Can somebody spot me a little bit? I can put in a hundred. Oh sweet, okay. You put a hundred, I'll put in the other two hundred. Okay. When should we come back? Maybe about three months. Three months. <laughs> okay. We zoom through time like nobody's business here, though. Everywhere is two mu- two weeks to get to. We'll check in every day just to see what your progress is. <laughs> Hopefully that'll speed you up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait. Uh, does time move differently here? So, like, it'll be three months for you, but, like, two weeks for us, maybe? <laughs> yes, this will uh, be done in three months your time. All right. You okay. still want to do it, Twiggly? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, wait, yeah. Okay, here's my short sword. I toss it to him. Like, I shouldn't do with sharp things. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to make me roll to catch it? Um, Yeah, but it's not hard. Uh, That's a six? That'll that'll do it. Oh, thank God. <laughs> what about embarrassing? But it's really clumsy. Hey, it's a, Got it. a really fumbly catch, yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Theo. We'll be in touch. Every day. I So I hear. We love you. Excuse me? You're our new dad. <laughs> what? You're Well, you're I my new dad. I didn't agree to this. <laughs> Bye, dad. Catch you later, pops. And I mean... Storm flo- floats out of the portal. Yeah. Bye, daddy. So does Twiggly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I zoom out after them. Uh, Cut to Theo's just like, never been a dad before. Does he smile after he says that? No. Oh. <laughs> Storm, mm-hmm. did you did you put on the armband? Oh yeah, I'll do that now. So as you put on the armband, you're brought once again to that place of fine flora and pink neon butterflies that fly around in the night, and you see sitting there Mary in her bespeckled and very skin-filled self. So I'm going to go with everything that I've previously learned from coming back and say that what you are seeing right now is in fact just an imprint and that I am in truly, truly dead. But you're you're with Salune then. I am. And thank you for that. You're welcome. I'm sorry that I can't exactly say that I'm always going to be with you because all you got is this. I mean, copy. you kind of are because like you're stuck. I guess Theo could take you off eventually, but... Um, no, you're stuck with me. I, I'm gonna visit you all the time, and uh, you can like manifest things in here. So I'll like bring you cakes and cookies and stuff, but I don't actually have to make them. I'll just like think them, and then they'll be here. Like, watch this, and then a, a big giant cake appears right in front of her. Eh? Uh, she giggles at that and says, "Yes, very well." Because you you didn't you haven't been eating because you're a skeleton, but in here, like you can eat again. So that's pretty. Yeah, <laughs> but. I mean, it's not all real, but yet we're experiencing this, so does it make it real? I mean, Sean got drunk in one of them once. That's weird. Yeah, I'm not sure that uh, the rules are very well established, so... <laughs> oh, thank you, Shelby. Do what you want. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to uh, enjoy this cake that you brought? Uh, Yeah, it's... I was going to say it's tuna flavored because she's a cat, but that's disgusting and I couldn't get myself to say it. I mean, you could have just said it. It's strawberry. All right, then. So I guess we'll just sit here, the two of us then, and uh, enjoy this cake. I don't think anyone else can come. You're stuck with me. Hey, are y'all y'all having cake without me? Oh, fuck. (laughs) How did he get here? Who's he? What are you talking about? What did is that noise? Hear, did Can you hear Gosh, that? Gosh, it's like forks and knives on a plate constantly. Yeah, he's on my pinky. I didn't think he could get all the way up my arm, though. I, I don't understand. Me neither, but here I am. Iron sights, he, go away. No! <laughs> I'm here now. <laughs> <laughs> well, it looks like you and I have a lot to discuss. So he lives on your pinky. He had the pinky, um, I don't remember exactly who killed him, but I took the pinky, and he lives in the pinky, and I guess, unfortunately, if you're wearing multiple pieces of the godrend, you can transport between them. 
So what you're saying is, is that you've been living with this voice in your head for God knows how long? Yes! Thank you, you get it. It sucks. You know, I'm right here, you guys! Yeah, you're, you suck. Humph. Humph, humph, humph. I was just flying around here and be annoying. <laughs> Woo, look at me, I'm annoying. Did he say hump, hump, Hold on. Hump. I yeah, we cannot just breeze past the best decision Peter's made ever of having a character just say hump hump hump. It was a good decision. I love it. I thought it was a good decision. Ten out of ten would hump again. It's that hump day. Oh. Uh, uh, oh no. You ruined it. You didn't ruin it, Peter. We'll always have hump, hump, hump. <laughs> hump, hump, hump. Uh, all right. Uh, you know, Mary, uh, it's been great. I think I'm actually going to skedaddle. Uh, enjoy Don't that Don't leave though. me with him. I, I need to get some <laughs> sleep. We've got some big adventuring to do. Uh, I'll talk to you later. You have, have a good night. Wait, no. And then you leave. And um, for the record, you now at will can cast Detect Magic. Ooh. That's nice. That's a fun one. Twiggly's going to go up to Reggie and say, Reggie, how how long would it take us to get to McAllister Island? Uh, Is that the name of it? (laughs) No, it's McEllis Island. There's a little boy who lives on an island and he's Put traps I'm getting over it. a memory loss spell. It okay? It's really it's still fuzzy. I'm I'm sorry. A memory loss spell. Reggie, how long to get to McKellis Island? And please say three months. <laughs> if we wanted to take a direct route, it would take two weeks. But if I could make it three months, we could go back to Tuterpica proper and bury Mary. Ooh. And then I'll have a super powerful poison sword to kill Victoria. I'm sorry. She's dead. She's dead. You hear me, Reggie? She's dead. I need you. You listen to me close, Reggie. She's dead. What ho, you dames and gentlemen! Follow us upon Twitter. We are twice as infectious as the bubonic plague. <laughs> Nobody escapes the cold, icy hands of death. Ha 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 ha!